0: Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email
1: at comments at standupwithetruth.com now david fiorazzo good morning brothers and sisters in christ thank you so much for tuning in today we are going to talk about so many news stories cover some headlines always uh, trying to look at things through the lens of scripture and how christians could be and should be responding to this a lot of churches doing some very neat things um, taking this opportunity the crisis an opportunity to minister to people, even though you can't have contact like we used to. Um, p- there's churches and there's people that are doing some wonderful things to help out their communities, helping food banks, food pantries, uh, different things, helping out businesses, trying to order more uh, drive-through to-go meals. And um, there's some really neat things going on. And, and that's a question I would like to put out there without having answers. Um, how else can we, brothers and sisters, family in Christ, Christians, help our communities, especially those small businesses whose doors are locked. That's just something for us to think about. Uh, comments at com if you have any suggestions. We'll be talking about this for weeks. Comments at standardforthetruth.com. How can we help our local small business owners who um, some of them may not make it, depending on what, where when your state is getting things going again? We'll talk about that and uh, some disappointment A couple states have um, in the Midwest and other places that aren't as affected by the coronavirus. So let's lift all this up to our God who's got big shoulders. Father in heaven, thank you for bearing our burdens. And thank you for Jesus for bearing them on the cross. We thank you for the truth, the resurrection, our healing, our future hope. Actually, we have hope right now in a future with you Jesus, in your presence, I thank you for eternity that's promised to us. We are sealed in Christ as believers. That is a permanent thing. And we thank you for that fact. And, Lord, help us to look to you in this time when more people are dropping to their knees and looking up than ever before. We ask, Lord, that you would comfort those who need hope and need help and who need encouragement. We pray that you'd protect them from the enemy, the people who would... Uh, doubt the purpose of their lives and feel depressed or possibly suicidal to the point of um, maybe taking action to take their own life. Lord, we pray for their protection. We pray for um, people to reach out to them. We pray in Jesus' name that you'd use the body of Christ and give us uh, ways that we could help our our not only our family of God, who are, we are supposed to uh, seek first uh, to help those in our church, but, Father, outside these walls, not these walls, but the walls of our churches and the walls of our homes, there is a community of hurting people and confused people. Lord, show us one day at a time how we can help. Put it on our hearts, Lord. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, uh, help us be willing to be interrupted by God uh, to uh, serve and help others, Lord. So we ask you for wisdom. We There's never been a time that we need more wisdom, I think, than right now. So we thank you, God, of all comfort, and you are our strength. And we just lift up this hour to you. We pray that we would be encouraging but also informative and that you would challenge our thinking and uh, help us to get off the bench and into the game and and be the salt and light that we are supposed to be, Lord, and give us that balanced perspective that we so desperately need today. We ask for protection uh, health-wise from the coronavirus, for our our families, our church families, our flesh and blood families, and for our communities, Lord. Please intervene. Cause us to look to you. But also, Lord, we pray that your will be done. We know that this nation needs to come back to you. We know that the church needs to repent and come back to you. Use this, Lord. I know you will. We trust you in all things. And we give you all the glory for what you're doing, Lord. And we pray that we would be in step with you. And help us to cultivate that eternal perspective in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, speaking of an eternal perspective, I just want to share a few scriptures with you. Um, by the way, Crash is off today. I'm here with Spike. He's going to be chiming in on some of these headlines and commentary. Spike, thanks, thanks for all you do here, brother. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me in today. It's you're, fun. You're oh, very I enjoy welcome. This. Oh, it'll be fun and it'll be irritating <laughs> and it'll be encouraging and all of the above. Oh, for sure. All right, so with all the fear, doubts, and worries, there's only one place uh, where we can cast our anxieties, and that's on the Lord Jesus. Uh, whether you believe this is spiritual warfare, this is just the coronavirus, is just a result of sin on the earth on the, in this planet, or maybe a, a deep state government issue, a worldwide uh, conspiracy, I don't know. But regardless, maybe you, the fourth seal of revelation or the media fear-mongering, which that's happening. Um, Our marching orders have not changed. Jesus is still on the throne. He has no plans of giving up his throne or relinquishing authority. Um, We've been given the Holy Spirit as believers. We have a comforter. We have strength for such a time as this. Nehemiah 8, verse 10 says, Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, There's another verse in Nehemiah 1, verse 7 says, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. Nehemiah 1.7 1:7. John 17.3 This is eternal life, that they may know you, Jesus said, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Basically what Jesus just said, there is this is eternal life, faith in the only true God, the Father, and me. Faith in me, um, whom you have sent. Um, and one more. Uh, There are many, many more, but we want to get on to some headlines and news stories and talk about what's happening here. Philippians 4.19, a good reminder for all of us. By the way, leading up to that, Paul writes about contentment. He says, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every circumstance. I'm talking to you, brother or sister, that uh, may be having a little less income coming in uh, this month. Uh, Maybe your business is hurting. Maybe uh, your salary or whatever, maybe you've been laid off. It says, Philippians 4.19 after Paul talks all about contentment. My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We can't just go wandering around doing our own thing and uh, you know, just trying to make things happen. Um, pray, trust the Lord. He owns it all. He is sovereign. He knows what is going on. There's just some thoughts I wanted to share with you and of course the one we need to remember we have not been given a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind so now um let's switch gears okay now that we have a foundation just reminding us friends spend time in the word of god spend time in scripture that is what's going to build and establish our foundation and uh, we are, we will find out christian friends uh, there are some in our churches whose foundations have been built on Uh, Sinking sand, shifting sand, not on the rock. Get in the Word. I can't emphasize that enough. Get in the Word of God, especially if you have a little more time on your hands these days. No excuses. Please. The Word is alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword, Hebrews 4.12. It is our lifeline. It is our help, our strength. The Word is perfect. The Word is life. And, of course, Jesus is the Word. So please, 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 please be in the Word of God during this time, and prayer. I need to be better at praying, by the way, uh, for our government leaders. And th- let's just go there, Spike. Um, right. Sometimes it's hard for me to pray for those who have a very different worldview right. than yours or mine, the Christian worldview. Um, some just don't see things the same way. Nope, oh, for sure. perfect example right here. We mentioned this yesterday. Governor Cuomo in New York, yes. um, he said, our behavior has stopped the spread of the virus in New York. God didn't stop the spread of the virus. Let me give you that in full context. The number is down, the numbers of deaths or uh, um, COVID-19, people that have been diagnosed with it, uh, tested, and po- tested positive. He said the number is down because we brought the number down. God did not do that. Faith did not do that. Destiny did not do that. A lot of pain and suffering did that. That's how it works. It's math. And if you don't continue to do that, you're going to see the number go back up. And that will be a tragedy if that number goes back up, end quote. So let's recognize my family that I'm preaching to the choir right now. Let's recognize that a good portion of this country and the world sees things that way. Yep. It's all about what man can do. Man caused viruses to spread. Man caused global warming. Man caused problems on this planet. Man is the problem. Population control is the solution. There should be less people, less human beings. Let the plants and the trees grow. You know, you can take this to its logical conclusion. Right. Well, we better start not only aborting babies. We sh- we better start killing the elderly. And then finding out people that are not as productive in society. We start eliminating them. Getting rid of them. Yeah. This is the mentality, and it's dangerous. But going back to that original thought, there's leaders in our country, a lot of governors, who believe Christians are the problem, yeah. uh, people who have a faith like ours, people who believe in the Second Amendment, people who stand strong on the Constitution. We are the problem. Yep. We don't know any better, so we need to be governed and told what to do. So now let's talk about Wisconsin and what's happening here. I'm very disappointed in what's going on regarding the orders yesterday from um, Governor Tony Evers. I miss Scott Walker, by the way. I just don't get it. Well, I looked at a map this morning, and it says um, – you know there's these coronavirus stay home orders of yeah. lo- of regional governors every state ha- no okay um most of the states there's like six or seven states that didn't have to do anything anything just right just some common cautions and common sense they didn't do a lockdown they didn't close businesses but they are you know physical distancing by the way i use those words because social distancing means we can't be social with anybody right yeah let's let's call it what it is physical distancing yeah. okay so I don't know what Iowa, I'm not sure if you heard what Iowa is. I don't th- think they've been hit um, uh, like a lot of states, but I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six states here. Where we're at in Wisconsin now. Yes. We are not New York City. We are not New Jersey. And I'm going to get very passionate about this, and we're going to play a clip from uh, Reality Check. Um, these are the dates, as far as I know, the most recent dates that states are starting to get back into business on open up That's this this the way that the President Trump and the administration described it there's a different levels you do, different steps you yep. take gradually to open up parts of the economy and businesses. Um, even Michigan is opening up April 30. they're starting there. Yep. Michigan is hit a lot harder than Wisconsin. yeah, yeah. Um, let's see April 30. Illinois April 30 April 30. Chicago was hit. Hard, hard, um, Indiana, April twenty. My goodness, that's Monday. That's three days, yeah. Yeah, um, Ohio, May first. They've got major cities: Cincinnati, Columbus, yep. uh, Cleveland, and they've had COVID nineteen. In it's fact, hard, let, I'm going to open up the. Let's just talk the numbers here. Yep. I'm going to talk. Open up the coronavirus um, dashboard where it gives a, a some pretty accurate up to the minute um, stats. Let's see, I'm looking for Midwest states here. Indiana, 477 deaths in Indiana, and they're opening up in a few weeks. Ohio, 389 deaths, they're opening up in a few weeks. Um, Illinois, 1,072 deaths, wow. and uh, when are they opening up the state and starting their business openings? Uh, April 30th. April 30th. All right, let's go over to Wisconsin. Oh, wait a minute. Did I, did I get Michigan? Michigan, 2,093 deaths. Wow. Michigan is going to try to start this, their prog- process April 30th. Huh. This is really – I'm sorry, guys. I'm just uh, passionate about this. Uh, it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just what I'm seeing. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. I'm not a scientist. I have strong opinions on this because I really feel for our people in this state that have small businesses that are really right. hurting – agriculture, farmers, they've dumped out their milk. I'm really feeling for those w- that have been laid off from jobs Yeah, or are trying to get unemployment now. I feel for them. I'm still fortunate I'm still working. We're still here. Yep, we're fortunate um, enough to. So Michigan, over 2,000 deaths, and they're getting back going in about a week and a half. Uh, let's go to Wisconsin, and um, Governor Evers, who I want to go on record to see I did not vote for, um, <laughs> You know how many deaths? 197 deaths. And you know when we are? So we're one of the lowest deaths of the of lowest the in the Midwest. One of the lowest in the Midwest. And we're locked down now until May 26th. Not April 26th. A week or week and a half from now. May 26th. I don't get it. What do you mean? It's a power grab. It's a power
2: grab. What else can it be?
1: I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go how, if other states around us, who are much worse off than us? Right. We're we're shooting for the end of May. I would go. Okay. Maybe there's something we don't know in the region. Maybe they're trying to be safe. I know. Once we start doing this again, getting back to business as usual, there's going to be more people that are going to be tested positive. The virus will probably pick up a Surge little. A That's little what bit. we've been yeah. told. Probably. In fact, um, I want to read something. Uh, let's see, Peggy Noonan said uh, the the hellish thing is that when things open up again. Um, whether it's Monday, whether it's May or June, and people start to move around and interact in big groups and gatherings, there will be an increase in new inf- infections. That's no, no matter when we do it, there will be an increase, but we will be prepared. Yes. Followed by increases in hospital and ICU admissions. There seems no, to be no way to avoid this. On the other hand, each day America is closed down, more people will be out of work. And sadly, we prayed for people at the beginning of this podcast. More people will be losing a sense of hope and purpose. Now, we know, Christian, God prepared good works for you to walk in. He who began a good work for you, in you, he who began a good work in you will complete it. He's faithful to complete it. He has a purpose. We have meaning that people who don't know Christ, what's their meaning in life? Their job. Their identity is just in what they do. We have meaning beyond that, but there, people will start losing hope and we have to be a tenant of that. The mental mental illnesses, uh, depression, suicides, things like that, they are increasing already. Pray and just keep your eyes and ears open for people you can be a blessing to in your community. But Tony Evers said, the governor of Wisconsin, he wants to see more testing and wouldn't we all? But is that the answer? How much? Where do, how, What level does testing need to be at? Um, and we are one of the latest states to open anywhere, even New York. New York is before How many deaths are in, in New York? Um, let's see. They're one of the top, uh, let's see, 16,000 people have died in New York, the worst in the country. That's almost half of the total deaths in America. They're in New York, New York City, 16,000. You know when I – Correct me if I'm wrong. I saw a a headline that they are going to try to open up May 15. Wow. So that's still a ways away, but it's way before Wisconsin. Way before we are. We've got less than 200 deaths due to the coronavirus. And so there's some things that I don't get. Tony Evers said tracking the sick, more protective gear and more testing before he starts thinking about reopening businesses. You know what? Um, Again, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt unless he knows something that I don't. But here's what I just pulled off of a local um, – by the way, local media is just as bad. They're, you can almost tell by their headlines in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, in Appleton, Wisconsin. They're awful. Um, I, they're progressive. They're the Democrat media. They're, they're, they're showing their true colors just like the national media. Um, but here's one headline. The Republicans and business groups expect to look at legality – of the uh, Tony Evers' Safer at Home extension. That's good news for us. I mean, not me, but if you're owning a small business, if, you, if you've been right. laid off, if you're not able to go and sh- get shop and do things you, you would need to do, yes, it's inconvenient, but there are some people who are really suffering. So I'm glad that, um, and then the attorney for Governor Evers says he has no concerns about the legality of extending this order to May 26th. Um, but some legislators are going to look at that The uh, legal challenge possibly could be down the road, and that's going to happen in a lot of states. Not only legal challenges, brother, but um, there's going to be revolts, I think. I'm sad to say that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be going to the state capitals, and uh, we've got one coming up April 24. What day is that? Is that Tuesday? Next Tuesday? What day is that? Friday. Next Friday. Okay, next Friday. I'm sorry. Next Friday. It's a um, a week away. April 24 at 1 p.m., um, it's supposed to be about 50 degrees or whatever, partly cloudy. There. At the Wisconsin State Capitol building, there's a rally, oh. Wisconsin Freedom Rally, called Reopen Wisconsin. You can go on Facebook. There are events all over the place, invitations and info. The Wisconsin State Capitol on Washington Avenue in Madison next Friday, April 24, Wisconsin Freedom Rally. Reopen Wisconsin. Um if I wasn't working, I would be I say there. Road trip. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that will be carpooling. Uh, people, someone already asked me from Appleton saying, "Hey, do you yep. know people?" So Green Bay, Appleton Valley. If you want to go to this, uh, just check out Facebook, and I'm sure it's going to be over other outlets as well, social media outlets. Next Friday at 1 p.m., Wisconsin State Capitol Building, reopen Wisconsin, a freedom rally. And I don't need to say this, but I will anyway. Uh, most rallies of conservatives are. Pretty people are well behaved, yep. they pick up after themselves. Don't use foul language. Don't use utterly provocative signs like Evers is Hitler, like right. the left right. did to Scott Walker ten years ago. Exactly. Walker is Hitler and he's the enemy who wants to kill everybody and, and, and cut down all the schools and all. So don't use that language. Don't be them. Don't be right. the progressive you, democrats. You don't have to agree with him and you can protest them, but you still right. have to respect the office. Right. Respect the office. Um, pray And attend this rally, uh, peaceful protests, and uh, so that's next Friday. Um, We're going to play a very provocative clip when we come back of there's not only these shutdowns that are affecting businesses and and people's incomes, but churches. How have churches been affected, especially over Easter weekend? We're going to play something as soon as we come back from break on Stand Up For The Truth.
0: You're hearing Stand Up For The Truth. Got a comment or question? Text the keyword speak up to 90100. That's speak up to 90100. Your monthly financial support of standupforthetruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up for the Truth with David Fiorazzo.
3: Like millions of other Christians across the country and the world, I attended an Easter Sunday service yesterday at my church and in the era of COVID-19, places of worship have had to get really creative in how they hold church services. For the first time yesterday, our church, which has been streaming their services online, held a drive-in service where we all gathered in the parking lot and streamed the pastor in through our radios. It was definitely a little different. Know what else was different? The fact that I've been attending church for some 30 plus years and for the first time that I can recall, a police officer was sitting across the street watching and monitoring us to make sure we were complying with the state's new rules. You know why some people are starting to be concerned that their religious liberties are being threatened? Because their religious liberties are being threatened. Never mind that drive-in services are well within the CDC's guidelines for social distancing. When the government says that you can be let out of jail and stop by the liquor store on your way to take your girlfriend to get an abortion, and all of those things are considered essential during this pandemic, but churchgoers are being handed tickets for sitting in their cars, listening to their pastors on the radio, that is an outright attack on religious freedom. That's not about protecting people from a virus. They're sitting in their vehicles separated by more than six feet and several layers of glass. That's just picking on churches. That's making sure that they cannot meet together, no matter how socially distant they're trying to be.
1: That <laughs> was Brittany Hughes. She does a reality check for Media Research Center, MRC TV. If you want to look her up on Facebook, uh, YouTube, um, check her videos out. Her new one. It's called projections were way off, but still are trampling rights while the CDC inflates death tolls. What's going on, friends? What's behind all this? Well, let's talk about what she said, Spike. Yeah. Um, our, our churches, obviously, uh, here we didn't meet. We were watching um, a lot of good sermons online. Yes, I've watched quite uh, a few. But there are some churches that are that were trying to hold outdoor drive-up yeah. services. And if you didn't know about the story she was talking about, they actually, uh, ticketed people. I think in Kentucky was one place where they were giving out citations. I believe it was $500 fines. Yeah, $500 fines. And the cars were evidently parked far enough apart and it, so, Police are our friends. They are doing a good service, a public service. We are not knocking the police. We do a lot of work with the lights of Christmas, and we are locked in with them. We are partnering with them and locking in with the police supporting them. They are just doing what the government is telling them to do. So it's not please don't treat the police any differently or disrespectfully. Right, right. They're just doing their job. But talk to them about reasoning here about why are you going to churches and, you know, anyway, we, we won't get into this um, conspiracy theory that uh, they want Christian churches shut down. Um, yeah. Some do. Some do in our culture, and some are trying to do that. So anyway, Brittany Hughes made some excellent points, um, and that she's with Reality Check at Media Research Center.
2: Yeah, that was a great video. And that was only a small clip. Yeah, it was only like five, five or six. Four and a half, yeah, it's yeah. like a minutes. Yeah. So definitely go check that one out. It's very good points in that entire
1: video. So again, now back to uh, we're not being persecuted. Okay, let's let's be clear. There are The left does not want the us to be out in public worshiping God. Simple fact. They want to keep us behind church walls. If they can use this... This, this coronavirus you know, shutdown or the restrictions to keep us behind church walls, you can bet there are a number, not a majority, a number of leftists and progressives and liberal Democrats who want Christians to shut up and stay behind church walls. Right. So this might, might continue even when all the states get back to work, churches get back to meeting. Uh, there They've got a, some new power now. Um, so Minnesota, May 3rd. They're getting back to work May 3rd. Um, April Never wanted to move now. to Minnesota before today. Yikes. <laughs> um, uh, Kentucky, May 1st. Ohio, anyway, April 30 for Michigan and Illinois. Wisconsin, to my knowledge, is the latest in the country. Um, I haven't seen all the news headlines from every single state, but so far from governors that are deciding when to start implementing gradual opening up businesses, getting back to work, Wisconsin is the worst. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the latest right. that we're getting back. To work, so there's something going on here, and um, and I we said during the break, I, we are I'll take the hit, Spike. <laughs> Democrats have small businesses. Yes. Liberals have been laid off. Yep. They voted for Tony Evers. I'm wondering if they're disappointed or if because some of them, some I've seen the, the debates on social media. People are you can tell exactly what their political affiliation is based on what they're doing based on these get back to work. The Democrats want it to go longer, and that's, I think, the extent of this. They want Joe Biden elected in November. I think there's an underlying thing that's driving this. They're thinking now, you're going, well, how do you put that together? Because if if the economy is tanking and America is really suffering in November and we have the presidential election People on the left think, well, people will probably want to change. There's they'll probably change. vote for Biden. Yep. It's crazy that you would sabotage people's lives and livelihoods and the states and the country in order to change politics, for, politics. Four, for four more years. Right. But that's what some are doing. I'm not saying all some are doing that. So let's talk about old Joe, <laughs> who I haven't heard a lot from uh, recently, but uh, Joe, as you know, Um, there's been sexual assault allegations brought up again. Um, You probably haven't heard about it, though. Um, CNN has still not mentioned Joe Biden's sex assault allegations once, once. Interesting. Despite publishing 700 articles on Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, Remember that attack on Justice Kavanaugh, and they were all false, and they, they were proved to be lying? CNN published 700 articles on ca- the Kavanaugh accuser Christine Blasey Ford as soon as the story came out. I mean, breaking news. 700 articles came out. But for Joe Biden, accuser Tara Reid, uh, CNN is enforcing a strict ban. So it was a feeding frenzy when Kavanaugh was accused right. with no evidence. But here's there's people that can corroborate this woman's story about Joe Biden, um, uh, Tara Reid, and Nothing. CNN. It's not newsworthy, evidently. Um, so this is just disappointing, guys. this I want double standards. If it was a Republican and he was guilty, I want that story out there. Yeah. I don't care who it is. But yeah. if it's a Democrat, what, guilty or not, shouldn't the allegations at least be treated equally? Right. Well, they don't want to hear it about themselves, no. about their own party. And this is the hypocrisy of the Me Too movement. Yeah. Um, What's her face? Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Now suddenly is is leaning more towards due process. Yep. Now, well, give him the benefit of the doubt because Joe Biden's a Democrat. Yep. You can see right through this, friends, but it is infuriating. It's not surprising that they're acting like this hypocrisy and double standards are not surprising. But the fact that in America we have almost come to the point now of accepting these double standards and saying, well, it's just the media. They're Democrats. Right. Yeah. That's awful. We're going to do a, a show in the coming weeks on why the press was created in the first place and what is their, what are the, the main principles of journalism and how far have we strayed. We're going to do that. We're going to go look back at some American history, and we're going to just point out how far off we've come. So CNN on its website has not covered any recent sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden. Um, and she went public about a month ago, I think, at least two or three weeks ago. Um, but like I said, 700 published articles attacking um, Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh. All right. Um, let's go on to the next one here, next story. Um, actually, this is an, an extension, just a different news outlet, over at Discern. I left like this website a lot, D-I-S-R-N. Propaganda Network CNN gets upset about propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> How he managed to say it without choking on his own tongue, I'll never know. As President Trump began to dress down the hostile press that was attempting to use one of his White House briefings to smear him as negligent, CNN cut away immediately um, as soon as uh, they started playing clips of how their own people and MSNBC Twisted. and The New York Times and others were reporting on the coronavirus Went they were blaming Trump. As soon as they played this video at the White House and laid out the timeline and actually just quoted reporters in their own words, yep. CNN cut away from that. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Hey, you guys come to your own conclusions. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm telling you what happened. Yep. I'm telling you the, the, the facts and the stats. And you talk about propaganda. Um, okay, let, let's – the network J- – Jake Tapper um, just days ago said – um, he allowed socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to repeat without correction the rumor that President Trump called the coronavirus a hoax. Tapper defended his own silence, saying that he knew it was a lie, yet he didn't say anything. In other words, um, Alexandria, we now know that that's not true. He didn't say a thing, so he let it rip. He let the lie go. Um, anyway, they, they have that's been refuted, and that was over on... Is that? Yeah, it was CNN, CNN also? Surprise, surprise! Shocker. Okay, so uh, we can we can hammer the media all day, but I think we need to move on. I'm just going to go on some other headlines here, Spike. We don't want to be all too right. too tedious here, <laughs> but um, now Biden is is trashing Trump supporters. Uh, just this is just so sad. It's typical talking points to try to get the left stirred up and agitated. Um. Another story, face, oh, oh, back to Michigan and then the, the power hungry yeah, governor yeah. there. Sheriffs in Michigan. This is an interesting one. Law enforcement yep. is going against what the governor declares. There's going to be some interesting. And I wonder what's going to happen in Wisconsin, but sheriffs in Michigan are refusing to enforce governor's stringent stay home orders. So some very, very interesting headlines coming out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. New Jersey governor. In I guess in a video in an interview, he said he had he admitted that he never considered the Constitution when he shut down churches. Wow, yeah, well, at least he can admit it. yeah, I mean, he was asked point blank so uh, let's look at some good headlines now, some okay. good things that churches are doing Crossroads Church in Cincinnati, okay, raised more than two hundred and thirty thousand dollars to provide child care uh, for Nurses and doctors, healthcare professionals, emergency workers that were in Cincinnati, that when that first rush of COVID 19 cases kept people in the healthcare industry working overtime, churches started raising money for childcare for nurses That's and doctors. That's awesome. These are the things, the creative things that the body of Christ can do. By the way, speaking of creative, let's toot our own horn. <laughs> okay. next, next Tuesday is uh, trucker, can't wait. trucker Tuesday, trucker I hear. Trucker Tuesday. Do you have the details on that,
2: Spike? Um, I can get them well, real well. It's it's going to be a quality auto right over here in De Pere. And, uh, uh,
1: is this uh, on, on our website? Cute it Monday is on event. It is
2: on our website. It's on our Facebook page also. Okay, let me it, let me just pull up the details.
1: This is just very cool. It starts at 11 o'clock.
2: Uh, we've got a lot of sponsors, uh, Cousin Subs. Um, Culver's Festival Foods—they've all provided sub sandwiches, um, chili, chili, chips, and yep. water um, for semi drivers to also, feed truckers. Right. Also, the Dough Shop is bringing in some dough. They're bringing in their their food cart or uh, food truck to help keep the uh, stuff warm and cold while we're out there. Um, we've got the uh, the lift company right over here by Quality Truck is going to bring a lift in, so we can actually be at the level of the semis. At their doors because we can't so touch cruel. them. We yep. cannot touch the trucks. Yeah. Yep. So they'll come in. They'll drive into the parking lot. We will hand them off a lunch, free of charge. I mean, there's it's all donated just to bless them and thank them. I mean, they're the heroes in
1: this. Yep. And it's on our the Q90FM radio Facebook page, um, Trucker Tuesday, free Trucker Drive Through. April 21st, so awesome. Tuesday, at Quality Truck Care Center. It's on just off I-41 in De Pere. Um, Quality Truck Center in De Pere is hosting this. Um, and lunches will be provided by Cousin Subs, Culver's, Festival Foods, Chips and Water Bottles, The Dough Shop, as you mentioned. And truckers are going to use Highway S Exit. That would be Freedom Road, right? Yes, that's Freedom Road. I Highway think. S Exit off of I-41 next Tuesday between the hours of 11 and 1. Well, we
2: got starting, it, at, starting 11, at eleven until, until food the food's lasts. gone.
1: <laughs> so tell if you know someone that's a trucker, and I've gotten messages and emails saying, "Hey, we're we're shouting out to our doctors and nurses and healthcare workers. Let's shout out to our truckers. Uh, they're getting food supplies and still going around the country." So next Tuesday, Trucker Tuesday in Davenport, Wisconsin, uh, truckers will be fed. And they just need to pull up. They don't even need to get out of their trucks because there's a lift that will take. Uh, Katie, I believe, is going to be up there handing out the food. She'll be in full PPE gear, um, protected, and uh, handing out the food, these meals to truckers who will then get back on 41 and continue their route wherever they're going. So we're going to be handing out lunches starting at 11 a.m. next Tuesday to show appreciation for truckers across America, of course, only the northeast Wisconsin ones will get the free lunch. So, Right. Two minutes. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going. I'll say I, I got something else I want to share after, okay. maybe after the break. Uh, do you have –
2: is it – okay. You can share it now if great. you want. Okay. I can real quick. Yeah. Um, Element Church in uh, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I, I cover them because uh, the, the guy who is their worship pastor is also a rock artist that I play on the 90 Rock show. All right. Um, so it's kind of personal to me, but Element Church is giving back the community during their Easter Sunday service. They invited uh, people after their service to drive up into the church parking lot, and the first two hundred cars were given a hundred dollar bill to go out into the community and pay it forward. If it was buying lunch for somebody, wow. a police officer or a healthcare worker or That's something like so that. Cool. And then they also have a uh, a huge uh, food bank there also. So then they were asking people bring a donation. So they they filled up their food bank and uh, the first two hundred cars got a hundred dollar bill. And they said they had three hundred and seventy eight cars show up.
1: That's so and they cool. just went
2: out. They had uh, uh, areas where they went to their state capital and they they prayed and they went to in front of ch- or in front of hospitals and other places. And then they they prayed from their car mm. and they went and just just you know prayed and paid it forward. Very cool. But they gave out over $20,000 Wow! to help wow. people in need. Must be a big on church. Easter, on Easter Sunday, right? <laughs> and you know what? Yeah,
1: they're, they're, small churches might be uh, struggling right now a little bit financially because people haven't been in the church building to give donations. Right. Tithe, if you're a tither... Um, donations, giver, whatever you want to call it. Please remember your local church, the one that feeds you, good, sound doctrine, preferably, and also local nonprofits. Please continue to give. We're having our Q yep. drive in less than two weeks. Please continue to give if you are able. I'm talking to people who right. have not been laid off. I'm talking to people who are still working full-time and whatever else, who have money and or savings, whatever. Please continue to give. One more before we take a break. uh Shout-out to Chick-fil-A, who – um they donated um 460 sandwiches to hospital workers in uh, where is this uh, Canton Georgia and i'm sure there are other chick-fil-a's that have done stuff <laughs> oh, like sure. that so god bless these businesses and these people that are helping hospital workers we're trying to help truckers farmers how can we help our local farmers who are dumping milk and right. who are trying to feed their their cows and their herds so think about this. Let's just be creative. How can we help? If you have any suggestions that we might be able to repeat on the air in the next coming week or two, comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. We will be right back.
0: Stand Up For The Truth will be back in a few minutes. Share your comments anytime at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo.
1: And by the way, check out yesterday's podcast with John Haller. Um, he has a prophecy update. We talked about a lot of things that he covered on Sunday. Just phenomenal how everything is so interconnected. And he talked about kind of like the food supply chain, talked about how the shutting down major events and, and uh, conference centers and like Disney World. He <gasps> yeah. mentioned how many, uh, a million meals or something. I mean, it's just some astronomical yeah. figures, how that affects how much food is pumped into just one theme park in America, just one. I know they're not as, all as big as Disney World, but just fascinating how we're thinking, well, shutting down sports, yeah, that had t- to take an impact. But the food supply, you know, th- it's just amazing how things are kind of chained together. So uh, before we get into some more serious headlines, and I'm going to try not to comment as much on the headlines because we've got uh, probably about 100 or 200 to go through, <laughs> which I'll, I'll never get to in 10 minutes. Uh, but a couple more positive stories. Uh, hundreds of people circled a Georgia hospital in their cars. Uh, this was all organized to pray for the workers that were battling coronavirus. Awesome. That's kind of cool. Um, that was a headline. Another one, see here's six Christian organizations. There's more than this, but here are some that are offering relief to the uh, a pandemic. A Convoy of Hope, Lutheran World Relief, the North American Mission Board, Operation Blessing, which I believe is um, 700 Club uh, uh, What is it? Yes, CBN, Samaritan's Purse, of course, and World Vision. So a lot of people, a lot of organizations still helping, and that's what we are about here. Can can you imagine a world without Christianity? Can you imagine America without the church, without Christians helping, without Christianity in our ministries and nonprofits? Yeah. I I think the average person who is is non-religious takes a lot of what people do for granted here because there's so much help. That's that's what we're called to do as a church, love our neighbor. Um, So one more thing. Um, There's museums that are offering virtual tours you can take uh, from your own couch uh, when you're at home. Let's see. Google Arts and Culture teamed up with over 500 uh, national museums, galleries, or actually around the world. This is a worldwide thing. And you can take these virtual tours Mm. and online exhibits of some of the most famous museums around the world. Um includes the British Museum in London, the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, uh, Amsterdam, the Guggenheim in New York, Google, arts, and culture. And so check out if you want to take some free world tours on that your cool. computer. All right, now to some other headlines. <laughs> um, LifeWay re- Research. <laughs> Nearly half of mainline Protestant pastors now support same-sex marriage. LifeWay Research. No comment needed on that. You know exactly where we stand on that, on God's word right. and truth, and it's the inerrancy of scriptures. Um, so next, I've been seeing a lot of articles that are really flying under the radar on social media about cartoons, animated series, movies coming out with gay characters, yep. with transgenders in them, Sesame Street, whatever. But these, um, there was a movie Onward, evidently, uh, First openly LGBT character in Disney animation history came out. So, I, Mission America, Linda Harvey, that's who shared one or one or two of these articles. She's keeping tabs on everyone's going nuts, worrying about their own, you know, whatever. Yep, being six feet apart of the other person. But our kids are are on their computers watching gay characters and some of the animation now. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll admit, I, I watched a movie and you saw Onward, that? yes, and
2: it, it's a it's not a good movie. Yeah, I, I was just like, wow, just, yeah.
1: Isn't that sad? So Disney's in the tank now. So just be be cautious if you have young children watching some of these. Be cautious. Even even, unfortunately, because <laughs> 20 years ago, yeah, about 20 years ago, we'd say, oh, it's a cartoon. Right. And right. people know what we would talk about. But now you say it's a cartoon. You know what the stuff they put in <sighs> cartoons now? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, they justify uh, abortion and all these all these other things. So be careful of what your kids are watching.
2: Um, we need to bring veggie tails back. Yeah, really, really, really.
1: Okay, let's go move on to a couple of the headlines here. I know we don't have time to get through a lot of them, but the Ninth Circuit Court rules that it is constitutional, which is a surprise, that the Trump administration were the defunding abortion clinics and uh, they're, they're trying to defund Planned Parenthood. Right. Who knows how it'll that, but they're taking steps, but it is constitutional. So that's mm. that was a good decision. Uh, now, this was an interesting thing. Over in Sweden, gender dysphoria has risen by 1,500% in uh, just over 10 years. 1,500%. Wow. That's what I wrote right here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was my reaction. <laughs> that's Sweden. How, how? What's going on in Sweden where it's, you know, um, it says the number of girl, Swedish girls aged 13 to 17 diagnosed with gender dysphoria rose, according to um, a report from the country's board of health and welfare. Um, officials face backlash over a proposed law that would e- ease most restrictions for minors wishing to transition away from their biological sex through surgery or hor- hormones. You know, so this is just crazy. They're reducing the minimum age for sex reassignment. And you know that's impossible, right? Right. You cannot reassign what God designed. Um, but they're reducing the minimum age for these um, uh, cosmetic uh, physical mutilation surgeries from 18 down to 15 years old, and they're allowing children as young as 12 to uh, start these hormone treatments. This is dangerous, friends. Why? Why do we care about what, ha- what happens in Sweden? Because it doesn't stay in Sweden. It doesn't stay there. Over in Europe, they're doing all these things. It doesn't stay in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing off the Vegas commercial, right? Right. right. What happens in, La- <laughs> what, happens in Europe, what happens in Canada? What happens Eventually in Europe doesn't here. stay. Right. Um, so, another good news headline: A Christian released after 16 years in torturous prison in Vietnam. Uh, Christian, uh, this is this is interesting. According to Radio Free Asia, just demanding land rights and religious freedom. Uh, Sixteen years, but his future remains uncertain as he battles health issues, stemming from his time in prison, all the deprivation, all the torture, but at least he was released. so we forget in all of our woe is me because I can't go shop at the stores I typically right. shop at. there are Christians really being
2: mistreated that are uh, being persecuted and on the front lines uh, and, and around the world
1: yep wrong and here's a pastor uh, over in India that was hospitalized after Hindu extremists tied him to a tree, and beat him for three hours, he was hospitalized. So you think you've got it rough. And by the way, I didn't finish my thought earlier. It just, just came back to me that in America, we're talking about getting back to work. We're talking about allowing churches to make decisions yeah. on whether they want to have outdoor parking lot services or even have indoor meetings with 10 or more in all kinds of separate rooms in the church building. Let the churches do what they want to do and right. gather. I'm saying that. In addition, I'm saying, we have not been told like the apostles were, you cannot speak about Jesus Christ. Right. we are not being told you cannot they told the disciples, you better not teach any more in this the name of Jesus, right and how do they respond? We must obey God rather than man. We don't want to as Christians take that out of context here in America right <clears throat> say our government is we don't we we want to obey God rather than man. Well, Romans thirteen and other places, we are to submit to our governing authorities. Until they pass a law saying you have to do something unbiblical. Unbiblical. Right? Which, kind of like funding Planned Parenthood to us is an unbiblical thing. Alright, that's for another, de- that's for another debate. <laughs> okay. Remember Andrew Brunson? He was uh, jailed in, in Turkey yeah. for his faith for two years. Two years. Well, he says, his, his observations, he says the United States is becoming increasingly hostile to Christianity. And he warned that being a, a Christian in the United States may soon come with great personal risk as the culture becomes increasingly hostile t- toward believers, true believers. Um, he said there is a price to following Jesus, and Jesus, <sighs> Jesus said that too. Um, they hated me, and they will hate you as well. Now, there are some Christians that people around you don't know you're a Christian. To me, that's a problem. Yep. Um, but let's be salt and light and speak the truth in love. He said there is a price in other countries, and we hear about that, but increasingly I think there will be a price to be paid here. So let's prepare for that, friends, not if it comes, when it comes. We're seeing it little by little gradually increasing in America. And, again, we are not persecuted to the extent most of these countries are anywhere near to. All right, so here's an interesting headline. A woman charged with murder for giving birth... To her baby than leaving it to die. Why is that an interesting headline? Because what do you go to when you're nine months pregnant or eight months and you go to an abortion clinic and some of these babies are born alive, but they're killed anyway. And I'm not saying this woman shouldn't be charged with murder for giving birth and then leaving the baby, abandoning the baby and leaving it to die. I guess they found the baby uh, on the grounds of a cemetery. So a 19-year-old had the baby, uh, left it to die for whatever reason. uh, Maybe she couldn't afford to go to the abortion clinic. Maybe she – and my heart goes out to these young women because these young women and girls, maybe they plan to do the right thing, but then they get to the point where now the reality of almost having the baby after eight or nine months, they're going – how am i going to take care of my child and and i understand that the panic that's where the church needs to step in and be totally right. pro if you're pro life meaning against abortion we need to be pro life and helping pregnant women helping them out and girls Yep. so uh, and if you have suggestions comments at com. <laughs> comments at com. so it's interesting that she would be accused of or or uh charged with murder when abortion is is allowed it's legal in this country right yeah. what's the difference between a newborn leaving it to die when a when a in most states in the country when a baby is born by mistake in other words when a woman goes in for abortion and all the there's a mistake and the baby yep. is born alive they kill it they kill it or in certain states you are not allowed to give the baby care they have to leave it on a table to die and it's crying and it's in pain because they tried to abort it, but now it's still—they la- leave it to die. That's what they're doing, and you don't. Abortion clinics aren't charged with murder. They no. do that more often than we would ever know. No, they get government funding to do that. Exactly. So there's a problem here in our thinking, and I'm just getting you to consider all these other uh, ways of looking at it. So this young woman, again, I'm saying she should be charged. Oh, definitely. But we—it sh- should be a little lenient because I- we understand the problem. Yeah. She's saying, well, I couldn't afford fifteen hundred dollars at this term, at this stage of right. my pregnancy, to go in and have the abortion. And there are some abortions that cost that much. Oh, but but they're in it for with the women's health. Right, right. I'm right. sorry. Okay, <laughs> forgive the sarcasm. We've got one minute left, and I think uh, let's see what what one should we end with? What one headline should we end with? And I'm going through hundreds. <laughs> if you guys only saw all my notes, okay. Let's. We haven't talked about Bernie Sanders at all. <laughs> He plans to make abortions free for everybody. Oh, how nice. Bernie Sanders, and he's going to work with Joe Biden on this, he revealed his, quote, reproductive health care and justice for all agenda. It is an extreme abortion position. These measures, free abortions for everyone, defunding pregnancy centers, meaning women's centers that don't do abortions, defunding those. Wow. Banning abstinence-only education. And instituting Roe v. Wade as codified law of the land. This is Bernie Sanders. This is your new modern Democrat Party. And we have to understand the stakes are going to be incredibly high come November. No matter what's going on in America, if the vote is still on, no matter what's happening with the economy, whether you blame uh, China, Trump, the media, or whoever you blame, remember there's an election. Their elections have consequences. Yes, When we come back, we'll talk about our guests next week. Have a question? Email at comments
0: at standupforthe truth.com. We'll wrap up Stand Up for the Truth in a moment. Stand Up for the Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications, Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now, we wrap up today's Stand Up for the Truth.
1: Remember, Trucker Tuesday next Tuesday. Help a trucker. We got that information on the Q90FM um, Facebook page. Also, the uh, Freedom Rally reopened Wisconsin on April 24th. That's next Friday at the Wisconsin State Capitol Building in Madison. Uh, Spike, what do you take, yeah. ho- take home from what's what's happening as far as uh, opening businesses and what the administration is suggesting versus what governors are doing? I know I'm putting you on the spot just no, a no, short no. amount of time here. I, I think... I think
2: what is happening in Wisconsin is so far off. I think the other states have a, a better plan. I think Trump's got a plan. We need to having slowly. Having a plan. <laughs> yes, having a plan. We need to slowly start opening things up. You know, a barbershop, one person in at a time, um, a venue, with so many people in at a time, slowly start and, uh, and see what happens from there. Yeah. But we
1: need a plan, and it's we true. need to pray. And we need to implement that and not wait until June or right. after Memorial Day, which is I think it's insane. I don't know. I agree. Sh- show me what, what what I'm not seeing. Comments at standardforthetruth.com. Next Monday, Mayor Danielson, uh, we're going to talk about ID 2020. We're going to talk about opening up the state, uh, Christians getting back to work, meaning ministry, and more. Tuesday, Trey Kent, the author of City of Prayer. Uh, Wednesday, Alex Newman, Education Issues. Pastor Mike Abendroth, The Pastor's Perspective on Thursday and Friday. Former New Ager Stephen Bancars just did a phenomenal new video. Go check it out at reasonsforjesus.org. Share our podcast. Thank you so much. Have an awesome weekend. God bless you. And keep speaking the truth about things that matter.